Hey, hey, welcome to episode 34 of Just a, Another Knicks Fan, episode 34, we're really out here, and you know, I gotta give a shout out to Shaq, Hakeem, the Dream, Ray Allen, who, who all wore the number 34 with, with great respect, and to be honest, the most random number 34 I've seen was Travis Diener, you know, he had about a, a five-year run in the NBA, I think he went to Marquette and played with D Wade. You know, but Dino, you know, he knew how to get buckets. Like in college, at least. And even like when I saw him play on the Pacers, you know, he didn't look like he was shying away from anything. And, you know, he had an interesting beard. He had like the 70s beard going and shit. So I respected his, his style and shit, man. And I thought he was going to have like a, a DJ Augustine, Jameer Nelson type of career. But, you know, I guess it just didn't pan out for him. You know, he he he's in Italy playing ball now, so I think that's cool that you get into you getting paid to play the game that you love. You know, Shaq, Hakeem, you know, I, I went on my rants for my respect about them and whatnot a few times. Raylan, you know, not so much, but he, he did a great job in, in in the movie He's Got Game. And it's one of my favorite movies, especially sports wise. That and above the rim, Space Jam. But but above the rim and um he's got game, pretty gangster movies. I would have to say that. I know I did say Ray Allen has a spectacular, uh, jump shooting form. And I'm also happy that the league is back, man. I'm hyped. Oh, almost forgot. You know, happy Ewan. I mean, happy Ewan. Happy B day to my guy P Ewan, Patrick Ewan, aka top ten of all time. Uh, came across his funny joke. Uh, the joke was, uh, what, what's the, what is the name of Winnie the Pooh's grandma, or what is she called, or some shit like that? And the uh, answer was, Winnie the Pooh's grandma's name is Pooh Nanny. <laughs> I don't know why I find that shit funny. I think, I think Pooh Nanny as Winnie the Pooh's grandmother's name i think that shit pretty funny i'm not gonna lie and um hopefully you know pu you know he got some you know some pool nanny for his 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 b-day and shit man like shout, shout out to the next legend man one more time man but like i said man i'm the league's back you know sometimes i know the games are not the same with the actual fans but the game's been going pretty well you know lots of close games down to the wire all that good shit, nail biters, etc. No, like the Blazers Celtics game. That shit was amazing, but painful at the same time. Like the Blazers really needed that game. They were down twenty four, got the lead, and they still lost. You know, I wish, I wish, you know, Dame Dame Lillard didn't pass the ball for the layup, but he, but he did. You know, I think he was anticipating that he was gonna get fouled because. It didn't look like he had any intention to shoot the ball. I know that he's not a, a pool nanny, you know, when it comes into crunch time. I just think he anticipated a foul call, and that basically messed up the whole play. You know, that shit was the blow. You know, I know the last play of the game of the Boston Celtics and Blazers game was a miscommunication, but not to even get a shot off, that shit hurt, man. That shit hurt. This motherfucking Jalen Brown. Fucking caught fire in the fourth quarter like no other. Like, he was just making all the hard shots. 
Shit was wild. Like, he, he made some hard shots, some shots that he really had no business making, you know, but he did. And that was honestly the main difference in the game. Like, Tatum, he, yeah, he was high. He was busting ass, but we expect that from Jay Tatum, especially after you get a fresh cut and everything. But that game hurt because the Celtics don't even need that game, man. Like, they, they letting Kemba chill. Like, yo, just work your way back up. They could have just folded once the Blazers came back and got the lead. You know, instead, they continue to ball out. And make the game interesting. And oh, I respect that, but nah, I don't want to, man. Like I didn't have to win that game. But thankfully, the Blazers got a much-needed victory against the Rockets. And it was only fitting that, you know, my man's Melo hit that dagger three to ice the game. Because you know how Melo's fucking tenure ended with the Rockets. And it wasn't the best exits or the one of the best runs he had in his career at all. But going back to when the Rockets played the Bucks, you know, the man with skills was able to hold off the seven foot man who could just run down the court and dunk. And you know, the man with skills is known as James Harden and the seven footer is referred to as the Greek freak. And it's just very ironic that James Harden put on the clamps on, on Greek Freak but it shouldn't be surprising since he was able to do that in the All-Star game as well. You know, I've been saying this for over a year now, but James Harden, you know, defense is very underrated. You know, he competes. He competes now. But honestly, you know, with the roster that they have, everybody's like 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". They don't got much of a choice. Like, if you don't play defense, like, they don't play defense, at least when it counts, they're going to lose. You know, and I'm just thankful that the Rockets decided that it was okay if they lose to the Blazers last night. I sort of needed that to happen. And and as far as the Grizzlies are concerned, you know, they keep losing these heartbreakers. Close games and shit. But uh, I'm going to need them to keep losing, though. You know, it's all good. And what's even more crazy is, like, I know it doesn't help with Jaron Jackson getting hurt. You know, that must have been a blow to to their playoff chances, playoff hopes, or even making an effective playoff run, even if they do make it and play against the Lakers. Like, instead of maybe losing in five or six, now it just might be a clean sweep. You know, and you know, Devin Booker had an amazing shot yesterday down the stretch, and he also let you know that he's not a, a pool nanny. Like, when it comes down to the clutch, like, he getting busy. And he had a tough shot on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And what was even more impressive about the shot was that shit was all net. That shit ain't touching no rim. That shit was all net, you know. And now we see, like, all these memes about Paul George with the Gatorade commercial. And he said ball game because he didn't want the game to go to overtime. That shit be funny, man. Like, and people will talk about, like, yo, once you know you... Paul George Garden, you basically guaranteed to hit a game winner because Lillard hit one on him, and now Devin Booker hit one on him, and I'm just thinking to myself like, yo, this shit is funny. I'm not gonna lie, but at the same time, yo, Paul George, you saw the defender, man, and shit is just funny, man. But that Gatorade commercial a while back when he said the game's not going to OT, and the Pacers were down three oh oh three in the playoffs. And then, ironically, they were down by three points in game four. And Paul George got the ball. 
dribble the ball down the court and shot the potential game time three and bricked it. And then someone used that in the Gatorade commercial. Well, the actual Gatorade commercial when he hits the game winner and says no OT tonight, but they reversed that shit. So instead of him making it for the game winner, he breaks the shot like he actually did in game four. And then it said no OT tonight, ball game. And now they started using that shit against him again. Like every single time somebody had a game with a poor George, I expect that Gatorade commercial to come back to life again. But uh, not to mention, man, this is August 2nd, 2014. You know, poor George, you know, broke his leg pretty bad. And we thought, you know, his career was, would never be the same. But, you know, just look at, look at dude just balling out right now. You know, I wish, you know, he made that game winner against the Lakers and that he didn't get fouled. But I think he did get fouled, but it's it's it's, it's quite a few factors you got to take into consideration. Maybe three, maybe two or three factors. It's late in the game. They're not going to call somebody like riding your hip. They're not going to call that shit. They're not going to call that foul on LeBron. That's factor number two. And number three is they're not going to call that foul on the Lakers. So with factors number two and three combined, Paul George is not going to get that call. You know, LeBron LeBron did do some clutch shit after you know, having an overall shitty game. And then, you know, we saw the Lakers laying egg against the Raptors. But then they showed back out against the Jazz. But, you know, upon further review, when... LeBron was guarding Kawhi Leonard. We see that LeBron was grabbing Kawhi's arm. That's why he couldn't get that shot off. And, you know, that was a sneaky, smart move by LeBron. That was a veteran move because in real time, you couldn't really tell that LeBron was grabbing Kawhi's arm. But, you know, slow it up. We're like, oh, shit. No wonder Kawhi couldn't shoot because LeBron was grabbing his old right arm. Like, And then not to make it worse, I guess... Like, his whole defensive sequence was him just hacking, yo. Now that I look at it. Like, it sounds like I'm hitting, but I'm not. But, like, I, he definitely fouled Paul George, but they didn't call it, which is cool. I understand them not calling the Paul George shit because that whole hip-checking shit, they're not going to call that. Like, referees don't want to decide the game. So, I respect that. But the Kawhi Leonard shit, like, you grabbing his arm. Like, he literally can't shoot. Like, the, I, like I said, it was a veteran move by LeBron because it was hard for me to tell. But I, I feel like as a referee who's getting paid for this shit, like, they, they got to pay more attention. Like, look back at it. I I didn't look for the footage. Like, my, my one of my boys sent it to me. They're like, yo, look at this. He was grabbing Kawhi's arm. I was like, damn, you fouled the shit out of him. But at the same time, like I mentioned earlier, they ain't called that final LeBron because it's LeBron. And number three, two, they're not, number three, they're not going to call that foul against the Lakers. So... At that point, you you just got to muscle it up and get your shot off. But at the end of the day, Paul George still got a good look at it. My thing is, in those situations, you can't be looking for a foul, man. You got to fucking score that shit. Overall, he did what LeBron did what he was supposed to do, man. And, and the fucking Raptors, like, they keeping their game face on, man. They continuing to get busy. And they having... Incredible run, especially Fred Van Vliet. Every single time I feel like I, I I talk about Fred Van Vliet, I feel like he performs better. It's like he almost hears me when I talk about him. And I just I just be like, damn, bro. Like we might just have to give you that twenty two million or eighteen or sixteen million dollars because you balling out, bro. And, and you know, it's getting and 
like the Raptors, like I'm looking at them, they don't have a real go-to scorer, but it's almost like when the Hawks won 60 games or even the Pistons, when they won 60 games. Yeah, they got Billups, they got Rip Hamilton, but and the Hawks, they have Paul Millsap, they have Kyle Culver, they have Jeff T. They never really had that crisp go-to scorer. They sort of do it by committee. Like, you're going to find out that night who's going to be their go-to guy. But they seem wired in a, in a good way because they seem hungry. They seem motivated. They seem pretty pissed off, like, in a good way that Kawhi left them, like, respectfully. And, like, the season is 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 getting real deal Holyfield because I almost forgot that it's only an eight-game regular season and the season's going to end by... Literally next week, like the fourteenth or the fifteenth, is gonna be the last game of the season. So, you know, every day, every day matters. Every day matters. And you know, it was also good seeing Melo being efficient in the clutch in the first game back. And you know, he was a bit off against the Celtics, but he was clutch again against the Rockets. So, it's good seeing Melo being effective and being used. And it's like I said, I hope it works out and that they make the playoffs because. The Lakers versus the Blazers, that would be an interesting one they match up because I know it's not going to be an easy victory for the Lakers. They're going to have to earn that one. But not to get off basketball, but I'm not really getting off basketball. But, you know, if the TNT crew, if one of them leaves, it won't be the same. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, if Kenny Smith leaves or Shaq leaves... I'll probably just focus strictly on basketball because personally to me, like ESPN, it hasn't been the same since 2012, but I, I still like Janet Rose. I still like Paul Pierce. Like at, at some points I, I, I'll watch it here and there, but it hasn't been the same for a while. But it's people I root for on ESPN. Like I said, Janet Rose, sometimes Paul Pierce, sometimes Rachel Nichols. It just depends. And back to TNT, though, like, I know Kenny Smith, he's trying to be a, G- a GM, and it might just change up their whole chemistry for the worse. And you know, I don't want that to happen. I want them to stay together as long as they can. But even since the NBA came back, I haven't watched none of the shows yet. And it's only been 12 days since the NBA comes back, but... I think with all these games going on back to back to back to back, it's hard to even keep up with the TNT show at the moment. I think once the playoffs start and there's less games on TV, you're going to get more of an opportunity to enjoy the TNT crew. But as far as the first week back, the games are amazing. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this regular season finishes out, you know, and it's clear that all, I'm just, as far as the competition, I'm just glad that everybody's laying it out on the line. Games are going down to the wire. You know, it seems like in some games, defense has not played in the first three quarters like an all-star game, but in the fourth quarter, you know, another gear is, is, is kicked in, which is good. And, yeah, I'm going to just need the Spurs to lose. A few games. I'm gonna need the Suns to lose a few games. The Suns been balling out, uh, three and zero since they got back. T.J. Warren got the fucking flamethrower right now. Man he scored fifty three. Man he scored thirty two on like eighty percent shooting. So T.J. Warren, man, he's he's been hot. 
You know, I wonder how Jimmy Jimmy Butler feels about T.J. Warren going off like this. You know, uh, you know, we know they got into an altercation a while ago, but earlier this season, but a while ago, it was pretty interesting. And hopefully, I didn't check the schedule, but hopefully the Miami Heat and and the Pacers play each other, and and T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler give us an incredible matchup. I never thought I'd be looking forward to a TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler matchup, but I am now. You know, you know, Jimmy Butler claims that um TJ Warren might be a pool nanny. And hopefully TJ Warren says that he is not a pool nanny. And we have a great matchup. Like this to me is more exciting than uh LeBron versus Kawhi. Or 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 Zion versus John Moran or whatever. Like, give me Jimmy Butler versus TJ Warren. Shit gonna be fun. And what I just realized is also, speaking of number 34, Charles Oakley, he won number 34 for the Knicks also for 10 years. And uh, he did great things for us. And you know, I wanted to give a shout-out to another player that won number 34. Shout-outs to you, Charles Oakley. And thank you for all the things you did for the Knicks. And hopefully... You and James Dolan, y'all could squash that beef. So, the, the garden could even be more merrier and, and more exciting. You know, as a Knicks fan, it's like, it's frustrating because as much as we hate Dolan and as much as we like Charles Oakley, we still want y'all to have a, a good relationship. It will give the Knicks fans a, a peace of mind. And I just realized that Eddie Curry also wore the number 34. And he gave us a solid few years. I'm not going to lie. Like he, like I said, we didn't go to no playoffs, but he gave us 20 points and 7 rebounds for a couple of years. You know, he did what he was supposed to do. It was, it's interesting, man. As a Knicks fan, a lot of our players were productive, but we just never got the results that we were looking for. You know, but with that, it is what it is. You know, what can I say? Like, the players performed, but it wasn't good enough to get victories. And another thing that was pretty funny to me was the Andre Iguodala tweet. I had a whole episode on Andre Iguodala, y'all. Like, but that shit was just funny when he said, shout out to number 23, She Got Game. And I mentioned earlier that I watched a reality movie called He's Got Game. But so Ariel Powers gets upset that, you know, Andre Iguodala... Gave her props, but referred to her by her jersey number, and she demanded respect. And yeah, I don't know what to say about that shit, yo. Because yeah, honestly, it's hard to figure out anybody's name right now because it's, I'm watching some of the games, and sometimes I'm seeing some players that I ain't see before, you know, play for the Nuggets or play for the Pacers, and I'm like, yo, who? Oh, okay, because then it says equality or it says vote. Like, now I've got to go to my NBA app and figure out who is number 14 on the Pacers. Then i got to go to um. Uh, who, who's number 22 on the Nuggets. Like, who's Black Lives Matter on number 22 on the Nuggets. You know, cause I, I know most of the players. I know, like, 85% of the players. And sometimes I just don't know who the player was because I just didn't know who the player was. And I'm trying to look at the back of the jersey. I was like, oh, okay. I got no problem with the... Um, what you call it, like wearing 
the the names or the equality social justice quotes. I don't mind that at all. But then I realized the jerseys or the names is on the top. And I guess I just missed that for the first couple of games. And, yeah, that was my shit. I guess I'm about my bed because I'm looking at, like, oh, number 14. Oh, okay, that's equality. Oh, okay, that's, that's vote. Okay. But, like, I was watching the games yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. I was like, oh, they actually got to do have their names on the top. But, yeah, I, I, that's my bad, yo. I, I, fucking slow sometimes, you know? It happens. But the aerial power shit, like, yo, I'm be honest with you, man. Like, on Sunday... I'm thinking the NBA games are going to start at 1 o'clock, so I'm like, yo, cool. Switch on my TV. I realized that no NBA games are going to start at 2 o'clock, so I'm going through the channels. I think it was ESPN2 or some shit, and it said WNBA game, New York Liberty versus somebody. I watched the first like half an hour, 40 minutes of it, because I'm thinking that girl on the Liberty, I forgot her name, but she was the number one pick. I'm going to Google her name right now. Number one pick. But she's nice. She had like 33 points, seven rebounds, like seven assists. And then she got like a Bradley, a badly sprained ankle. And she wasn't playing. Well, she's going to be out for like a month or two to three months. And I was looking forward to seeing her play because I know she's a Kobe protege. But I didn't know she got hurt. Like, I did not know that. So I'm thinking like, damn, so I haven't got to see her play. Oh, her name is Sabrina. I know Ione Esco. I don't know how to say the last name, but she's a baller. She gets busy. I saw her, I saw how her first game. And, and she was giving the defensive player of the year some work. Damn, the girl, Kia Nurse. She looks alright. I think Kia Nurse looks pretty cute. I'm not gonna lie. I wanna see how tall she is. Kia Nurse. Oh, she is six feet tall. I'm not even six feet tall, but I got nothing against tall girls. You know, I could pass her the ball in the post. Like, hey, you know, I could I could give her the outlet pass and she could go down the court and score. Maybe we could do the pick and roll, get some pick and roll action. Yeah, she's cool. Kid nurse, man. She got it going on. Oh, she's from Canada. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I'm on Google and she played for uh, Team Canada for the Olympics. She looks taller than six feet. You know how like NBA players lie about their height and how they want to make themselves taller? I feel like she might be lying about her height and make herself shorter. Which is interesting. It's an interesting strategy that I never thought about. But she might just be doing that, yo. Nah, but, uh, uh, man, that's cool. I'm looking at the Liberty roster. Asia what? Asia Durr. Liana Odom. Oh, Liana Odom. I wonder if she's related to Lamar Odom. I will figure that out eventually. But Kia Nurse, man. Hopefully she holds it down because... Sabrina Ionescu is, is hurt, and she's going to be out for a while. Yeah, I might just watch Kenner's play, man. We'll see what she's what she doing out on the court. Is she getting busy? Kenner's stats. Kenner's stats. Yeah, we're going to see what her stats looking like, man. 
WNBA. It's my first time going to the basketball reference website for a WNBA player. All right, she averages 11 points, two rebounds, two assists. Oh, that's her career averages. All right, let's see what she's doing this year. But this is this is this season? How is she playing? Oh, three games. Oh, she's she just getting back, man. You know what I'm saying? Seven points right now. One rebound, one assist. Yeah, yeah, she working her way back. She's not 100% right now. But last year, yo, she was averaging, what, 14 points? Two and a half rebounds, two and a half assists. Yeah, she 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 definitely has a role on the court, man. She Yeah, man. Hopefully she holds it down while Sabrina's gone. But I know that's a big blow for the Liberty and the WNBA because she was the one or she is the one to get busy. But yeah, the aerial power shit, yo, I don't understand the big fuss about it, but there's always a fuss about something. And I feel like the more the WNBA tries to call static with the NBA players I think it's it's gonna drive people away. Like, it's just not good when people are trying to promote you, and you trying to argue against them for not even a valid reason. I don't think if Arjun Iguodala don't tweet that, we know who she is, you know. Um, but with her also, I guess tweeting back, and I guess it did also make her more popular. I wonder if some of these things are pre pre planned that we don't know about because if. Let's just say Andre Iguodala did say area powers. I don't think, and she just says thank you. I don't think it would be that big of a deal, which means that it wouldn't reach news outlets. But since he did the number thing, and then she reaches back, and we all like, oh, why she's mad at him? I think that makes it a bigger deal. Like if she didn't have a reaction, I wouldn't be talking about it. Social media would be talking about it. So, I would, so some of these things got to be planned because the next, very next day, all the uh, NBA players are wearing WNBA hoodies to the game, like Dwight Howard and I forgot who else I saw. There's quite a few players I saw in the orange WNBA hoodies. So a lot of this stuff, it might be pre-planned and we just don't know about it. But the WNBA, you know, it's getting better. It, it, they're making more noise than they had before. So that's a very good thing. And now they got a new prospect, like they're LeBron James, they're Kobe, you know, at the helm. That's just happened to be hurt right now. But hopefully, you know, she recovers and the WNBA keeps progressing. But as far as Ariel Powers and the whole Iggy exchange, I thought it was more funny than anything else. But at the same time, I don't think it's good for the WNBA players to be going at the NBA players either. I don't think I think that could turn off viewers. But if it's just a, uh, if it's planned out, then it's working because they're getting attention as well. So it just depends on what it is. But um, I still think that Winnie the Pool, Grandma's name, Pool Nanny is pretty funny, and um. Yeah, I'm going to check out, man. I'm going to check out. That's all I got for this week. You know, hopefully the Spurs keep losing and everyone else that's behind the Blazers keep losing and the Grizzlies keep losing. That way the Blazers can make the playoffs and play against the Lakers, which I think will be a great matchup. And like I said, that's all I got for today, man. Um, the games have been great and hopefully, hopefully they keep getting greater. And hopefully Jamal Crawford... 
It's not out for too long, man. He hurt his hamstring. I was happy that he was back. But he got hurt. So hopefully he has a speedy recovery because I want to see him ball out. You know, I got the Nets, I got the Yes Network, so I can definitely watch a more call for play. And go Knicks. I know I ain't say much about the Knicks besides Charles Oakley, Eddie Curry, and P. Ewing B. Day. But I'm excited, man. We got Tom Tibbs. We got World Wide West. We got a lottery draft pick. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. Episode 34. We out of here.